Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. agenda. Okay, welcome to Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda. I'm the producer, Joe Roop, and this is part two of the previous episode, Self-Regulation in a Sexual Utopia. And Amelia, you really, like, I couldn't help, but I had to butt in and ask about this paradise that you're in. And um, You're all hot and bothered over I'm there, Joe. You, like, I'll try to make it a point for both of y'all to not interrupt, to not say anything, but literally my eyes were going crossed. And I was like, I gotta say something because this is too wonderful. Can you can you tell me about a, t- a time, like, give me a time where this really happened, where you met somebody and you were in conflict with your past self from like Shasta and all this stuff. I just want to hear a story that happened with a person in this situation. Oh God! Well, I hope they're not listening. Um. You don't have to say any names or anything. <laughs> Okay, Do the well, one about your, your dance teacher. Oh yeah. Well, good thing is I take like 10 dance classes. So no one will know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was in my dance class and you know, dance is super exciting. And, um, I just, it was the full moon and I was just on fire and loving, loving the energy, loving the space. and. Um, this teacher is a very good looking man. And I was thinking, Oh, you know, maybe he should go to this party that's happening tonight. Maybe he doesn't know about it. And Oh, I, I, I think that somewhere I was thinking I really want to dance this like sensual dance with him because he's so hot, but I didn't sit with the idea long enough. I was just completely in my instinctual open nature because I had just been dancing for an hour uh, with a group of people learning this like choreography and so after class ended now mind you I've been taking his class for months I've never spoken to him ever (laughs) like after class I leave I I don't make it a point to like chat with him Um, but after that class I was like hey what are you doing tonight Wait, is this the guy that looks like um, no, something on the cover of a magazine? Yeah, like, let's not get into descriptions. Okay, I won't say I anything, but there's a lot of muscles going on there. Myself. I'm just going to say that. I'm blushing. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's beautiful. Anyway, I was like, um, hey, you know, do you, do you dance this style? Like, why don't you... Um, come to this social tonight it's gonna be really great and he was looking at me kind of with his mouth open like is she asking me out like I could tell that the way he was looking at me was like first he was surprised that I'm talking to him because I've known him for I don't know probably like five months and I've never spoken to him and Mm -hmm. definitely not like that you know I've always talked to him like a teacher and here I was being all (laughs) relaxed and casual Mm -hmm. and um And then he was sort of like confused. And the way he looked at me, I was like, oh, maybe he's gay. 
or, oh, no, he's in a relationship and, oh, I don't know anything about him. And so anyway, I walked away and I was really like my vivacious self, which doesn't come out all that often, but I was just so carefree and instinctual. And I was like, hey, yeah, you should come. And I said, oh, well, he said, no, I don't know that dance. This kind of dance style is very sensual. And I was like, oh, well, if I see you there, I'm going to grab you on the dance floor. I said that. Okay. Well, I don't see anything wrong with this so far, but okay, go ahead. No, well, I wouldn't normally talk like that to someone. It was very flirtatious. And anyway, I left and it wasn't until I stepped outside and was alone and away from (laughs) the dance studio that I realized what I had done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I just asked him on a date. Oh my God. I just totally let him know that I'm totally attracted and I want to dance this like sensual dance with him. I'm like, oh, but he's a dance teacher. He probably gets that all the time. And Mm -hmm. then I was kind of worried. And anyway, I didn't go out that night because Mm -hmm. I realized in the back of my mind that I kind of invited him because um, the social dance scene that I was going to had at it a guy or two that I had kind of dated. (laughs) And I was like secretly (laughs) wanting to show up with this like gorgeous stud, Uh like amazing professional (laughs) dancer and like have him to myself. And I didn't even know that that was my ulterior motive. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it until quite a few hours after, like as the evening progressed and I could feel the adrenaline like towards the social in the night, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going. What have I done? It's a full moon. I think I'm out of control. I need to reel this in. Like, I think this is, this was like Playa having its way with me. And I was like, okay, I'm not going. And so I didn't go. And I was like, okay, that, that would have been bad. I was totally going to stir up crap. Like if I showed up with him, everybody at the social knows me. So they'd be like, what are you, who is this guy? And oh my God, he's so gorgeous. And (laughs) you're like bringing him here for what reason? Anyway, Mm. I didn't do it. And, uh, and then he texted me the next day, like, Hey, sorry, I didn't go. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like he didn't go. And Mm -hmm. and then I, anyway, I, long story short, I found out that, um, I like stalked his, social media profile. Cause I was like, I don't know if these gay are in a relationship, but something in it was like, he was trying to tell me something mm. that I got that there was somebody else who wasn't going to appreciate him going out with me that night. I could feel that really strongly. And it made me check myself. And then I realized he is in a very committed relationship and very much in love with a woman. And so then I was like, okay, like back it up, back it up. Mm. (laughs) But what I was so surprised at is that I didn't even know I was doing that. Mm. And I started to realize that, you know, this is, you know, I talk about the parasite and stuff um, and how it attaches to our sexuality. And I think that we all have these sneaky ways of, for me, it's like, how I create drama in my life. And then afterwards I'm like, but how did that happen? You know, like, Mm. well, where did that come from? And I act all innocent about it, but clearly like some part of me instigated it. Wow. Hmm. Do, do women want to be like, in my experience, because there was a time when I was really in shape and uh, it seems like women want to be seen with guys. It's not just about the energy but they like to walk into a room and be seen with somebody like that. 
just next. Oh, totally. Thing. I wanted him in my corner. I, I just, I mean, I really had to look at like, what was I wanting? And I think I didn't want to show up alone because, you know, I'm single and sometimes I go out by myself and it's a new thing and it's a little awkward. I have to get over that. Like, oh, I'm going to a party by myself. Like, that's weird. I'm not used to that. I, I don't know if I've ever mm. really done that much in my life, like to go out by myself. Like sometimes I don't even go with my girlfriends. Like I literally just go by myself. And um, it, it, it's training me to like really stand in my knowingness and to not be afraid of who I am and who other people are. Because I think we hide in relationships. And I think here, one of the things I love about being with so many single people is that everybody has to stand on their own. Even like that particular guy I'm mentioning, he is in a committed relationship. Like, I don't know his story and he hasn't shared it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of backpedaled a bit and, and we just have a professional relationship, but, and transmuted a lot of that energy I was feeling. But um, I think that, Everyone, even in those kind of really anyone who's married here or in a committed relationship here has to deal with the candy store all day long, too. So they have to Mm. find ways to hold themselves. And what I learned from from him in the way that he was dealing with me, because he didn't tell me he's in a relationship like in the past. If if I was married and a hot guy asked me out, I would probably pretty quickly tell him I'm married. Not right. Like that would just be my way out. In fact, I use that so much to get away from having to acknowledge my attraction. That guy never told me he was in a relationship, but he told me in other ways, like he just slowed down my energy and he stabilized my energy so that I could check myself. And I really appreciated that. And I felt like he gave me a key to how to be a beautiful single person or a beautiful independent person in a candy store. Like, Oh, well you, you have to deal with that all day. He has to deal with that all day long. I mean, he's got probably oh, hundreds yeah. of female students who are beautiful and he's beautiful and, but he's in love clearly. And he holds his energy in a certain way that it doesn't look like he's fooling around or cheating. And the way he dealt with me was so honorable and he didn't need to use his relationship as an excuse which I really appreciated. And I was like, well, that's new. Mm Because most of the time people say, oh, I'm married. Oh, I have a girlfriend. Oh, I have a boyfriend. And then that becomes the like stick in your wheel instead of like just being honest with yourself. Like, well, what do I want? Like if you're in the right relationship, you're not going to need to use your partner as your ticket out of something. Wow. Uh, That's... I don't even have anything to say right now because I'm, I'm just loving what you're saying so much. Well, that's what I learned. That's, that's the whole open hand thing. It's like here in this area, you can't grab onto anyone. You have to have trust in yourself. You have to trust the other person because you will be a jealous psycho wreck if you're in the wrong relationship and you live in this area. I can tell you that much because it's really not easy to trust. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, there's too much candy. Literally you walk outside guys and girls, you walk outside and there is something of 
to offer you. There's someone, something, there's someone to hang out with. There's another connection to be made. Everybody here loves connecting and you can just, yeah, I think it's, um, but, but how many people are really skilled in doing it in the right way? Not so many. A lot of people are making a big mess of it, but, but I think the people who stay here long or a lot of the dancers, I think that they're doing well with it. Yeah. I mean, that guy must have to fend off all day long people. I mean, and especially that he's a dancer or that he can do couple dancing. I mean, every woman wants that. You know. He doesn't do partner dancing. He just teaches choreography, oh, he which is why I was like, can I partner dance with you? Uh, <laughs> I just want to put my hands on so that. So you didn't body. know. So, so, so it took you a minute to realize that you were actually wanting, like wanting. Yeah, you I weren't didn't realize. You were because you I'm were. used to partner yeah. dancing and I just assumed he did it because he's Latin and mm. he's a dance teacher, but the, that specific class, I was just learning choreographies. I wasn't learning partner dance. So it was a different, yeah, I, I feel like if I say so much, people are going to know who he is. So I'm, <laughs> um, oh God, I'm like blushing as if I've just like shared that I have a crush. But what I realized is that men love the attention also that, and, and need that kind of, um, they, they like to be objectified, which I didn't, I never really thought of before coming here. Cause I see so many men, I, you know, I thought it was just like gay men in San Francisco that are, you know, half naked and doing the whole kind of striptease mm-hmm. sort of thing. And they love when other men objectify them, but right. to see straight guys wanting women to really like compliment and admire them. It's just, um, I don't know why that just dawned on me because I guess I've never really done that for guys. Like I've never looked at a man and told them how um, good they look or how beautiful they are. I've never really objectified a man's physique, mm-hmm. even though I might secretly really like it. I don't tend to tell them. I don't, I'm not a compliment giver in the physical sense. Like, Oh, you're mm. because I always thought that that was shameful. Like I shouldn't care about the body. I, and it's not okay to tell them that they have awesome abs, you know, or great arms or whatever, like that somehow, um, hmm. like I'm, I, I realized I was feeling shame for being so attracted to the physical so, body. That's so fascinating. Like I, my shame is different. I feel like I can't, um, like I can't well, I used to feel this way that I, I should not go for somebody who's totally hot or totally ripped because that would be shallow. And, uh, and, and maybe that mm-hmm. person isn't a good person or they're a player or, and I think I mentioned stuff like that before. Um, so I would not do that. However, I'm very complimentary and I have zero problems with that. I feel zero shame around that. Like, it just makes but is it a complimenting too. on the physical nature? I yes. compliment, but oh, okay. So yes, I, but I I'll, I'll compliment just compliment, an average guy. Well, okay. I, <laughs> I don't need a ripped guy. Like I will yeah. take an average guy and just and just shower him with 
words that make him feel like a king. And I love doing that. And I really do appreciate all the, the things about them. I like doing that too. But with a guy that's already ripped, I felt like I'm feeding their narcissism. Okay. So, so that's a good point. It. Yeah. I would like... <laughs> If, if a guy looks good, like he's all ripped up, I thought, don't compliment him, like help him focus on his other qualities because clearly he's got the body thing down, right? Mm. So <laughs> I, I've, in the past, like one of my exes had a really amazing physique and I never would, I mean, he knew I liked his body, but I wouldn't focus on it because I felt ashamed for liking it so much. And so I would focus on complimenting him on other things. I see. Like I would just be ashamed to be like, yeah, objectifying the body. <laughs> but here I'm like, it's so, object everything is so objectified <laughs> that at first I was in a horror show. Like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> It was like a horror of Barbies. Like, this is out of control. Everybody must be like narcissistic, empty. And I was really judging it quite hard. And then like a month or two in, I was like, God, I love it here. <laughs> is it like MTV? You remember a, um, quite a drama. When we What's used to watch joke? MTV Spring Break. Do you remember that? When it used to come on? It probably happens here because this is a big spring break place. I don't watch MTV, but, but I kind of remember that. Yeah. Back in the day, they would show everybody on the beach and everybody was just hot. And there were thousands that's, of people. That's, that's here. It, it, wet t-shirt contest that happens here. Like every night you can walk down the strip, which I hardly ever do. But whenever I do it, I'm sort of aghast at like what I'm looking at because it's crazy. It's really far out. It's like Vegas or something. Mexican style. Holy wow. It's, it's out of control. And I, I'm, I'm not condoning it, but I'm just finding that like. Well, yeah, okay. So what is wrong? What is so wrong with, <laughs> with looking really good and nothing. caring how. She's quick on that. You, nothing. <laughs> well, that's what I've what, come Joe? to realize. Nothing. Let's look good. Let's be fabulous and like get rid of the shame around it. Because I think there's shame around also looking good. There is. It's like you can't do anything in this culture without feeling shame. <laughs> you can't look bad. You can't be fat. You can't be thin. You can't be ripped. You can't be anything without feeling shame. <laughs> you know, there's a girl in my yoga class. I know she has fake tits, but I think she also has a fake ass and maybe. She <laughs> doesn't wear any makeup. And I, I was laughing so hard today because I was like, okay, so she's in yoga. Like, it's unbelievable for me because yogis, to me, like you can't doing plastic surgery. Like, that's yeah. just the yoga that I come from, right? Yeah. But here, um, it's like a different story. One girl <laughs> in the yoga class does yoga every week, every week with a bikini bottom. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. why are you serious? It drives me nuts. I'm like, why can't you put pants on or shorts at least? But anyway. Serious? That's a side note. Just shit happens here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right, it's not like going from India to Mexico is. Uh, yeah. The yoga in India is slightly different. The yoga, even in America is hardly even spiritual at all. It's just, it's just exercise. 
No, but I realized the girl with the, you know, silicon ass and tits and lips with no makeup was like her being a yogi. Because right. she wasn't wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really was interesting. I was like, oh, she is all natural and she's beautiful. But yet she's so barbied out. Her body is like perfectedly chiseled and literally like with a knife. Um, <laughs> okay, but back to what we were saying about the, <laughs> wait, did, were you going to finish the thought? Or We're all over the place in this one. <laughs> you guys, obviously the energy has gotten so exciting. What, what would you it's, say it's, to people that feel shame like I'm feeling because I'm not that good looking, right? Because I feel like I don't look like that. And it's hearing this that they kind of want to, and they know it's paradise, but they don't feel, because there's two types of shame here. Right. The one you're talking about is kind of like a sexual, spiritual type thing. But there's another shame because there's a lot of people out there that don't look that good. I mean, not as far as their body goes. Mm -hmm. And mind you, you that's the majority. So what would you say to those people? I mean, my point was only that we have a physical body. Now there's tons of body shame, right? We all have body shame. People hating everyone here who's gone under the knife has massive body shame. And they're trying to perfect their body, right? To make it look a certain way to be objectified more. So there is a sickness in that. I don't, I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. Um, So, so maybe, you know, in, in thinking, I, I just have to get this thought out. I'm sorry. I know I'm interrupting, but the, the, the whole idea of what you said earlier, which was what, what I was going to allude to a second ago, um, in that, okay, you, you, you get there, you're, you're horrified by all this <laughs> perfection and you're thinking, okay, these must all be, you know, um, just shallow narcissistic people. But is that the case or is it what, what you're actually saying is, is actually, no, these people have probably so much pain yeah. That they have to do this in order to feel okay. Yeah, I think we're all the same is what I'm realizing. Like, I think that the people I was calling, you know, narcissist or, you know. It's no, but I would have thought the same thing. And I think that that's a good question. Is what are, what are they? narcissist like what I wish somebody would I mean, just maybe, do a study maybe across some the board of them are narcissist. I mean I think at some level we all have a level of narcissism that can get you know everybody does yeah portion right now in in some ways narcissism mm-hmm. like at small doses is essential just to like even get dressed and take yourself out the door right mm-hmm. um I, I think what I what I'm finding here for myself is self-regulation self um, attunement, yeah. how to, how to really be okay with who I am and what I'm feeling and honor it and find congruency. I just think that, you know, there's so, so much is out of whack. So maybe being in a place like this, Joe would make you highly aware of your body, right? Cause that's what it's done for me. It's like, Oh Jesus, like maybe I need liposuction or maybe I need fake boobs or maybe, you know, like <laughs> it's hard to not let those thoughts come in because that is a lot of the collective consciousness here Mm. and a lot of Latin American beach cultures are like that, right? Like the women have gone psychotically under the knife. Like they can't stop. They're all addicted to it. I I know women here that are constantly talking about the next operation. My next door neighbor has 
had so many surgeries. It's crazy. And she's younger to me. And I'm like, haven't even started contemplating that yet. So I'm thinking like, Oh my God, am I next? Like, no, what's next? <laughs> but it's interesting to look at yeah. and to say like, okay, well, is it, it's a technology that's shown up that does it help people feel better? You know, I don't know. This, this mm-hmm. is going in a million directions, but I yeah. brought all this up because the point that I am finding for myself in being in a candy store with lots of Barbies is, um, staying true to myself and finding my own regulation in a very deregulated place. So anyone who's been kind of cloistered up or um, starved in one area of their life, and then they get freedom in that area, the pendulum, it's going to swing, right? Mm -hmm. And how far are we going to let it swing? And sometimes it needs to like act out. And unfortunately, a lot of times that is around the sexuality and people, you know, they get divorced and then they go on this like sex spree and they need to sleep with a bunch of people um, before they come to any kind of balance. But I think, you know, for those of us who are sort of aware of our balance point and and practicing our sovereignty, a place like this just makes you... um, Practice it in a way where you're not, I don't know, I see a lot of independence here, a lot of individuals. So it's not like cut me against a bunch of couples. So I'm happy to be here because I'm, I don't feel alone in it, you know, in Shasta and in other areas where I've lived, most of my friends are married with kids. So me not being married and not having kids was always like, I'm strange. I'm different. I'm the odd one. Whereas Mm -hmm. here, uh, I don't, I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm just in a sea of a bunch of single people. Everybody's trying to figure it out and everybody's kind of terrified of being trapped in the wrong relationship. Mm. And, and the ones who find the right relationship, I think are very, very happy about it. Like they're really, um, enjoying the free, like to be in a good relationship and be able to hold it here. I think you're in the right one because this would be a big test. And I do know a couple couples here uh, of the many people I know, and they are healthy and strong and like relaxed and balanced and they know how to socialize and they don't, they're not all enmeshed on each other. Um, it's nice to see. Hmm. So let's see. I'll yeah. keep you posted. Mind you, I'm I'm fresh off the boat. <laughs> so <laughs> more on this another time. Findings. Yeah. <laughs> let's give us six months and I'll give you an update. <laughs> yeah. After Joe and I go down there, we'll we'll give Spring an update. Break. Break I don't think I'll come back. To be honest with you. I, <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, the moral of the story, there are a lot of fish in the sea. It's true, ladies. It's really true. And to not starve yourself and cling to something or try and make somebody fit into your relationship idea of the potential of something and just be with people exactly where they're at. Like, don't imagine them in some way that they're not presenting themselves. God, I've done that so much. Like, oh, but I can see the potential. And if I just like fix this about myself or fix this about him, then it'll be perfect. Oh, goodness. 
It's not. Mm-mm. It's just like a cause for a lot of pain. But that's how we learn. So, yeah. 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 Thank I you, think guys. We, yeah, we have to wrap <laughs> it up already. I'm trying not to speak because <laughs> I know we're at time. <laughs> Joe, did you have any last comments? <laughs> Are we? Are you still with us, Joe? <laughs> I've got. To there's so many Joe. directions that I would like to take this conversation, but I, I Me think too. I'm glad. I'm I'm very happy for you right now. Thank you. I'm um after hearing about every all of the stuff that you've been through and some of the challenges that you've been through in your life, and we all have that. But it's good to hear. To me, this is a success story. And it's not like a happy ending. It's still going on. You still have things you're working out. Mm-hmm. But to me, yeah. you're kind of being rewarded for your journey right now, I think. Thank so, you. I feel like that, too. <laughs> I say yeah. thanks every day. Yeah. I feel really blessed to be here. Like doesn't it mean is. I'm not extremely freaking abnormally jealous, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you got a friend here, so you know you know okay. uh, who's going to hook you up. It would take me two <laughs> years before I would go down there. I mean, I would stick out like a sore thumb if it's like Probably that. Probably not. No, I don't think so. There's really all kinds of people here. I'm just talking about where I go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, mm. well, that was fun, guys. And um, thank you all for listening to the the wild stories it's, it does feel like um spring break all the time here so okay, self-regulation is necessary <laughs> <laughs> candy store candy store candy store thanks for listening find us on lovesexagenda.com on social media facebook instagram reach out say hi let me know if you're coming to playa <laughs> See you later. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Vargo de Vasiatinai,